This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. I wear mine every time I go out, especially to a concert. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Welcome to This Country Life. I'm your host, Brent Reeves. From coon hunting to trot lining and just general country living, I want you to stay a while as I share my stories and country skills that'll help you beat the system. This Country Life is proudly presented as part of Meat Eaters Podcast Network, bringing you the best outdoor podcast the airways have to offer. All right, friends, pull you up a chair or drop that tailgate. I think I got a thing or two to teach you. Swimming holes. For me, it was an afternoon activity when the chores were done, or if I was hot and happened to be conveniently close to enough water to get in. Creeks, ponds, lakes, and the river were the swimming pools of my youth, and a swimming party could break out just about at any time during one of any adventures or fishing trips me and my friends found ourselves involved in. I'm going to tell you all about them, what constitutes a good swimming hole, and why they're important. But first, I'm going to tell you a story. It was toward the end of the work week in the summertime, and as was our routine, my dad and I were down at Mount Elby on the Saline River. We were spending the night and had caught a mess of fish that morning, cleaned and fixed them for dinner. Remember, that's the noon meal down here. We were staying at Uncle Dob and Aunt Avis's camp. Now, let me unpack that for you. Uncle Dob wasn't actually related to me, and neither was Aunt Avis. Dob wasn't even his real name. His actual name was Troy Alvin Matthew Atkins, and I have no idea where that nickname came from. I'm sure it's a good story, and if I ever find out, I'll let y'all know. Anyway. He married Aunt Avis Irene Fry about a hundred years ago. They were close family friends of 
my family whose land adjoined one another and had been neighbors since my dad was a baby. We were all very close as most neighbors were back then. But Aunt Avis's family, the Fries, had a camp on the river that was built high off the ground on poles in the 1950s. In 1968, six Fry family members, including in-laws like Uncle Dob, ponied up $125 each to buy this camp. That's $750, and that's equal to about $6,500 today. But I'll tell you, for the memories made there and are still being made there, it would have been a bargain at any price. It gives me a lot of joy to say that the Fry family still owns it. Now, I, along with my whole family, spent countless hours and nights down there hunting, fishing, and just visiting with one another. The boat ramp that is an easy stone's throw away would eventually be named after my dad, and both places were the jumping-off spot or the, the rally point for many expeditions involving our family. While we usually had several representatives of each family there, on this occasion, it was just me and dad. We'd gotten there the night before and was on the river just after daylight fishing for our dinner, and like I said, we'd done pretty good. So good, in fact, that while we were eating, Dad said he'd take me down to the swimming hole, which was a half a mile down the river, after we finished eating, cleaning up, and resting for a spell. I knew that meant taking a nap. I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I was in elementary school, and rest to me back then was slowing down enough to catch my breath and get a drink of water. It dang sure didn't involve anything that took over five minutes, especially a nap. Plus, it was hot, and I loved to swim in the river. When the river was right, that shoal that formed the swimming hole gradually sloped upward as you motored toward it downriver and it was shaded in the afternoon along our side with a, a nice sandy bank and a sandbar to sit and play on. It was impossible for me to stay out of it, and many times when we made our way through there fishing, I'd just up and bail out of the boat. Dad would pull up on the bank in the shade and join me or just let me swim a while before we carried on fishing again. I couldn't wait. What better way to top a morning of catching fish cleaning and eating a belly full of them than by cooling off in the swimming hole. There were mussels to be dug and opened looking for pearls, tracks on the sandbar to be identified and talked about, and flat rocks to skip. I didn't have time for a nap, but no argument I made was going to work, so after the kitchen was cleaned, we headed off to the sleeping room. We left the kitchen to walk through the original bedroom and past the bathroom and into the sleeping room both of which had been added in 1974 from lumber scrapped from a family member's old home place that had been built in the 1800s. Lots of history in that structure. I was about to add some more. When you walked into the sleeping room, there was a big bed on the right, perpendicular to you as you entered, and bunks against the far walls. In front of those bunks aimed at the bed was a big industrial-sized 220-volt metal fan, like the kind you'd see in a chicken house. Hmm, <laughs> I wonder where it came from. Anyway, it was housed in a square wooden frame that sat on the floor like a humongous box fan, and when you turned it on, it could literally blow the hat off your head. 
or cut it off along with your head if you happen to poke either in through the backside where there wasn't any chicken wire to keep you out of it. There wasn't any air conditioning back there, so the windows were up, letting what air was turning outside in through the screens. And there may have been a few mosquitoes buzzing around in there, but a bald eagle couldn't have made any headway against the wind generated by that fan. We stripped down to our boxers, and he put me on the fan side so I could feel the air. Buddy Reeves and Buddy Reeves 2.0 laying down on top of the sheets on that big old bed. But only one of us was looking forward to that nap. Dad, let's go swimming. We'll go directly, lay down and go to sleep. I ain't sleepy. Hush now. Close your eyes. I laid down and closed them, but all I could see was that swimming hole. I stared at the ceiling. I stared out the window. I checked the clock on the table. I stared at the ceiling some more. I watched the leaves and the trees out the window, barely moving against the wind. It felt like three hours had passed when I checked the clock again, and I was disappointed realizing it ain't been 15 minutes. Time travels slow for a boy wanting to go outside. I stared back at the ceiling, and then I heard my dad snore a little bit. I looked at him, and I saw how easy and rhythmic he was breathing. Man, that's the good sleep. The sleep that you wake up from feeling fresh and happy, the kind that I look forward to now. But at that time, it was standing in the way of me going swimming. Now, what happened next can only be described as an out-of-body experience. I can see it now played out in my head like those folks that die in the operating room and see themselves above everything that's going on only to realize that it's not their time to go. And suddenly, they're back in their body, conscious and looking around with an incredible story to tell. I watched my dad sleeping so peacefully. His farmer tan arms were brown as biscuits compared to his belly that was as white as the sheets we were laying on. And I wondered. I wondered how hard I'd had to punch him in the belly to get my fist in there up to my elbow. Now, for the life of me, I have no idea where that thought came from or the gumption I had to find out. I slowly raised up, making sure I didn't wake him up. The racket from the fan had drowned out any squeaks from the bed springs, and he was comatose. I clearly remember balling up my fist and looking at it, and then looking at his belly and decided on whether or not I should do it. His arms and legs shot straight up like a dying roach, and his eyes bugged out of his head like Yosemite Sam's did whenever Bugs Bunny dropped an anvil on his foot. I knocked all the wind out of him, and it took him several gulps of air for him to start breathing again. I, I still don't know why I did it, but I knew the safest place I could be at that point in my life was anywhere he wasn't, and when my feet hit the floor, I was running as fast as I possibly could and regretting the decision I'd considered a good idea just a while ago. I didn't even make it out of the room before he hemmed me up. There was no escape, and I realized right then and there that my daddy was going to kill me, and I deserved it. He said, boy, I told you to lay down and go to sleep. I beat him to the bed, and I jumped over next to the wall so he'd be on the fan side where it was coolest. It was the least I could do. He didn't whoop me. He laid down, and after a minute, I squeaked out, I'm sorry, Dad. 
He reached over and patted me on the arm and said, shh, close your eyes. And I did. In about an hour, he woke me up and he took me swimming. Just like he said he would. Swimming holes. Sometimes they'll make you lose your mind. So if you're wondering, about up to my wrist. That's how far it got in his belly. It all happened pretty fast, but that's just how it happened. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? you need a brake light fixed? you need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash meat eater. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has Seasonal and limited additional offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. I never go to a concert without mine, and it was all they could do to keep me off the stage. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. We've all seen plenty of gadgets and fads come and go, but there's one product that stood the test of time, Seafoam Motor Treatment. Now, lots of hunters and anglers know that Seafoam helps engines run better and last longer. It's really simple. When you pour it in your gas tank, Seafoam cleans harmful fuel deposits that cause engine problems. I'm talking stuff like hard starts, rough engine performance, or lost fuel economy. Sea foam is an easy way to prevent or overcome these problems. Just pour a can in your gas tank and let it clean your fuel system. You probably know someone who's used a can of sea foam to get their truck or boat going. You do know someone. Me. I've been using it for years. Really. People everywhere rely on sea foam to keep their trucks, boats, and small engines running the way they should the entire season. Help your engine run better and last longer. Pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. Now, what makes a good swimming hole? Really, all you need is a body of water big enough to crawl into, but just like anything else, some are just better than others. 
There was a small creek that ran through and along the northern edge of our farm. It was a magical place that was spring-fed and where we'd cleaned out our swimming hole, and that water was cold as a steel wedge in the heat of the summer. There were big vines hanging from the trees, and we'd cut them with a hatchet or a pocket knife and swing from one side to the other until we pulled them slap out of the tree, which never seemed to happen anywhere but when you were midstream, especially if you weren't planning on swimming that day and just trying to cross the creek. Todd and Bob rode the same school bus that I did, and Bob lived just over a quarter of a mile from it, but Todd was almost four miles away by the road we knew a shortcut through the woods along some old lanes and forgotten roads and trails that made it a little over a mile. And a mile, that wasn't no step for a stepper. We worked several days on a swimming hole below what we called Goat House Hill. And before I was born, my grandpa raised goats along with chickens and cows and, a, and he had built a house for them to stay in. My mama talked about the goats climbing all over that structure. It was all gone by the time I started making tracks over there, but the name remained. Below the hill where the goats used to be was a creek and where we'd made our swimming hole, getting the big rocks out and keeping it clean from sticks and and broken vines. We were all three knocking around the barn one summer day, and my grandpa told me that he'd give us a dollar if we could find a cow that was missing. Thirty-three and a third cents each was incentive enough, so off we went. We played and looked for and called that cow but couldn't find her, and eventually we wound up down by the swimming hole below Goat House Hill. Well, we might as well go in swimming since we're here. So we peeled off our clothes, and before a cat could lick his behind, in the creek we went. Chunking mud and laughing and playing, and I don't know how long we'd been swimming when Todd asked, what's that smell? Now, I hadn't smelled it until he said something, but when he did, hmm. It was unmistakable to anyone that had ever smelled a dead cow. We started slipping up the creek against the current, all naked as the day we were born, and 30 yards around a short bend in the creek, we found our cow, deader than disco, laying in the creek we were standing in and only moments before had been swimming in up to our ears. We took off out of there like we'd seen a monster, grabbed our clothes, climbed out on the bank, got dressed, and took off for higher ground. We found my grandpa and told him where the cow was. He didn't even ask why all our hair was wet. I'm sure he probably knew. But he gave us each a dollar, which was a pleasant surprise, and wiped all that trauma away that we'd just been through. After all that work we did, cleaning and making that swimming hole, we never went back to that spot swimming. Creeks and swimming holes were a dime a dozen, and it wasn't so much the activity or the place that was important. I know now... It was the innocence of our youth and the joy we shared in a wholesome environment just enjoying each other's company and having fun whether we were fishing in the water or swimming in it. Warren, Arkansas has a YMCA and a big swimming pool. At one time, and it may still be, it was the smallest community in the nation that had such a facility. I'd get a ride to town or stay at my grandma and my grandpa's house in town and go in swimming with my friends at the Y, but it just wasn't the same as swimming in the country. In the country, we allowed running on the bank, horseplay, and peeing in the pool, all activities that were frowned upon by the lifeguards at the Y. 
95% of the time we were swimming in the country, we were swimming in water with current. And all you had to do was announce your intentions and move away downstream from the crowd and let it rip. I never got in a pool then or see one now that I don't look at it as one big commode. Come on, chlorine, do your thing. Now, there are drawbacks to swimming in homemade swimming holes. A time that comes to mind was with those same two rascals that helped me find that dead cow, and we met up with the intentions to go fishing in a pond over next to Todd's grandpa's farm. It didn't belong to any of us. We just helped the folks fish it that did on it when they weren't around to tell us no. Anyway, we made our way in the heat of the day over to the small pond, and we started fishing. We noticed a turtle bobbing up and down out in the middle, but we didn't think much about it except he stayed in the same place, and it looked like he was hung on something. With the fish not biting, I decided to swim out, catch that turtle, and bring him up on the bank to see what his problem was. So, having been issued my birthday suit and swimming suit on the same day in March of 1966, I got down to both of them, and in the water I went, like a country boy, Jacques Cousteau. Todd and Bob both had enough sense to wait on the bank while I performed my mission of mercy on that bobbing turtle. And man, am I glad they did. I swam out toward that turtle and was treading water within arm's reach of him when he bobbed back to the surface and I reached and grabbed him by the back of the shell. He immediately tried to swim away from me, but I was an expert turtle catcher and turned and headed for the bank and Todd and Bob. I didn't make it a foot when that turtle pulled me back with a force that confused me. It felt like he was tied to something. So I turned back toward him and I pulled him up out of the water and I saw he had a trot line hook in his mouth and I was swimming all around it. How I didn't get hung up in it myself and drowned was a true miracle. I turned the turtle loose and I yelled, it's a trot line and swam to the bank as fast as I could. We found both ends of it, cut it, and pulled it and the turtle up on the bank. We cut that turtle loose and pulled the trout line that had the remnants of catfish that had been caught and left for the turtles to eat. Someone else had been helping them folks fish that pond too, but they wasn't doing it right. You got to be responsible and run your lines regularly. Some bozo had wasted some good catfish by not checking his line. Fortunately, three adolescent trespassers came along and saved the day. We wrapped it up and jobbed the hooks down in a stick and left it hanging on a limb by where one end had been tied to the bank. It, was, it wasn't going to hook anyone or anything else, and it wasn't ours, so we couldn't keep it. Whoever left it out there ought to be ashamed for doing so. Anyway, if you're new to country swimming holes, be mindful that there are some advantages to swimming in those big commodes in town where the lifeguards are. Probably not going to encounter any turtles or trot lines, but pee... Good luck with that one. I promise to tell you why these places are important, but I guess I can only tell you why I think they're important. And maybe I'm kind of contradicting my first thought about how a particular place wasn't as key a component as the activity that I shared with family or friends. Morro Bay, Arkansas on the Washita River was at the south end of Bradley County. When I was 16 and old enough to legally drive, I'd actually been driving for seven years before that, but that's another story. My friends and I would pile into each other's cars and trucks, and in 45 minutes, we would have crossed the river on a ferry and driven down to a big sandy beach at Romeo Shoals to swim and just be kids out on our own. 
My lifelong friend Wade Mann hollered at me the other day and reminded me of a time that we spent down there at the river between two-a-day football practices. For hydration, we had made some poor choices that day, and football practice that afternoon in August in Arkansas was not pleasant. Of all the days for the booster club to bring watermelons to have after practice, it wasn't a lot of boys eating watermelon, at least not the folks that had been on the river that day. But Wade mentioned that day to me, and immediately my mind was flooded with a ton of memories associated with people in that particular place. Some of the best friends I've ever had, and I can see us all together in that place and others during the summers of our youth. I enjoy seeing snapshots of people, some I don't even know, recreating pictures with folks in the same poses, sometimes in the same places from days gone by. And the faces may change, and they may age over time, but the joy, man, it's, it usually remains. The places I talked about today are mostly all still there, but some of the people are gone now and live only when I think of those places and the time shared with them. So yeah, places are important. The names of those spots are the the folders where we store all the pictures and the home movies that we play in our heads and our hearts whenever they're mentioned. Make sure you got plenty of room on your hard drive for the important files. No Wi-Fi is required and you can watch them anytime you want. Sometimes after a call from an old friend. That's your challenge this week. Think about a place and the folks you shared something special with. And it doesn't have to be from years ago. I talked about things this week that happened a long time ago. But I'm still thinking about a wonderful supper that Alexis and I shared with new friends just last week. You know, the years may sweeten the wine. But the grape, it was pretty good when it came off the vine. Thank you for listening. If you can, share it with someone you think might enjoy it too. Ratings and reviews are always helpful in getting our show out to other folks that would like it. I thank y'all so much for listening this week. This is Brent Reeves, signing off. Y'all be careful. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. I wear mine every time I go out, especially to a concert. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You ever get that feeling the walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating you? You crave some wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe in a spot all your own. Well, head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, streams, you name it. Search by acreage. You can search by location. You can search by the kind of hunting and fishing you're dreaming of. Land.com. It is where the adventure begins.